Hello, my name is Thomas McMullen, and you're listening to The Lore Keeper. three questions you need to ask yourself when creating a new world, a new story. Those questions are, who is in your world? Do they get along with one another, with your protagonists? And what do they want? How might this affect your protagonists or your story as a whole? How might this change the relationships in the region over time? Now, When I say protagonists, I'm including player characters for tabletop games in this. Because truth be told, it'll be mostly new DMs who want to get heavier into storytelling that'll be listening to this at first. But if a budding author also tunes in and writes the next great Canadian novel, well, I won't complain. But for now, let's try answering these questions on a national scale. You have this region, it's comprised of four tribes. The dwarves, high in the mountains, where they toil away, harvesting rare metals and minerals to make fabulous weapons. The elves, living in the forest at the base of the dwarvish mountain, cultivating their wonderful culture, art, and magics. The tribes of swamp-dwelling goblins who live on the edges of the forest with their primitive magics and their bizarre traditions and rituals, and that special, whimsical malice all goblins seem to share. And finally, the wretched orc tribes of the Badlands, a stretch of wastelands that divide the other tribes from the oceans. They guard this territory with an aggressive vigor the other tribes can't quite match. Brutes that envy the wealth of the dwarven merchants who brave the Badlands to get to the coast. Marauders who raid elvish villages for magical trinkets and other trophies. Slavers who capture wayward goblins and force them to do menial labor and suffer abuse merely for the entertainment of their orcish masters. I believe we've answered the first question. Who is in our world? Now let's establish some relationships so we can know what to expect from typical interactions with these tribes. We'll answer the second question. Do they get along? And the relationship we're going to begin with is that of the elves and dwarves, ostensibly both civilized races, both educated with their own cultures and writings and histories, rich, dynamic peoples. However, they're merely cordial, at times cold with one another. This relationship 
is due to the fact that the ambitions and the greed of the dwarves burn very hot. They want to industrialize. They want to rip and tear every shred of wealth they can from within the earth. And they want to ship it far, far away, places they can profit the most. The elves, in contrast, focus on conservation. The world is pristine. Why damage it for short-term gain? When you're nearly immortal, I guess you think of the long term a lot more. Moving slightly further south to the swamps, you find the goblins, who have little to no interaction with the dwarves. This is because the dwarves have, generations ago, constructed a massive bridge that spans from the edge of the forest across the swamps, making it easy for their merchants to traverse the dangerous terrain and avoid the vile goblins. And the goblins, for their part, have learned to avoid the big bridge, as they call it, because of the powerful golems the dwarves have employed to secure it. The elves and the goblins, however, have a relationship more akin to a gardener and the pests that would put that gardener's sanctuary at risk. The elves feel goblins are too destructive, unrespectful, and honestly too vile to be allowed into their forest sanctuary. And so the elves keep the goblins confined to the swamplands where resentment and violence fester. Finally, further south, farther even than the goblin swamps, are the orcish tribes slowly gathering under the banner of a warlord. Before this warlord, they would attack dwarven caravans and ransack elvish villages, and of course, capture and enslave the goblins. But they were never organized enough to become a threat. This dynamic is slowly changing, however, as the orcs grow in both unity and power. And that brings us to the final question. What do they want? To answer this for all four tribes, we just need to answer it for the orcs, a single tribe. For the orcs, they have a new warlord, someone who is unifying them, making them more powerful than they had ever been. And what he wants is the mountain fortress of the dwarves and the rich resources of the elven forests. And so he takes his people and marches to war. This brings us to what you can do as the storyteller. You see, from this point on, there are so many directions this story could take. The protagonists, the players, they could be mercenaries from far off lands, brought back to the Dwarven Mountains by these merchants who've been traveling back and forth. They could encounter briefly an orcish band, be separated from their Dwarven benefactors, miss the big bridge, force their way through the goblin swamps, find the elven forests, perhaps 
make a tentative alliance with hunters in the woods whom they save from a bugbear or something else. These hunters guide them to the Dwarven Mountains, their original destination, where the king implores them, assassinate the orcish warlord, or convince the elves to treat with us, and you send the protagonists to treat with the elvish elders, and beg for assistance, beg for a mutually beneficial alliance. Perhaps the hunters the players had met before, well, they had some elvish nobility amongst them who speak up on behalf of the heroes, on behalf of your protagonists who vouch for them and say, their words carry weight and their deeds carry honor. And finally is the conflict with the orcs. Was a coalition formed of the elves and the dwarves? Will it be a proper war? And what part will the player characters play? Perhaps they'll even try to incite an uprising of goblins to cause damage to the orcish supply lines that cross through the swamp. And finally, they take the conflict to the Badlands where the warlord waits. Do our heroes, perhaps, try to sneak in during the main conflict and assassinate the orc warlord while he's unaware, cutting the head from the serpent? Or do they fight shoulder to shoulder with brave dwarven warriors and determined elven archers. Or perhaps tragedy of tragedies. They betray these peoples and side with the orcs due to the promises of power and wealth made by the warlord. Either way, if things go poorly, you have another scenario where you have the dwarves and the elves making one last stand from within the dwarven fortress. Really, the story and the outcome is up to you and your players, and I would love to hear the direction you take it in. And there you have it. Who is in your world? Do they get along with each other? And what do they want? The three questions you need to ask to make any campaign the best it can be. These are the bedrock of your stories. Tune in next time for when we discuss the importance of improv in tabletop games. I was your host, Thomas McMullen. Thank you for listening. Before we sign off, I just want to give a shout out to David Fesslian for making his music open source, allowing people like me to take advantage of something Back in the day, only high-budget studios could accomplish. It's people like him that make podcasting and hobbies like this possible. So, if you want to support him, fesslianstudios.com. Goodbye.